This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Good morning, Rutherford County. Got, uh, I, sh- I won't put you first this morning, Bobby. Okay. Got Bobby and Larry Stewart on this morning, and uh, it's one of the more fun days I ever have when, when you guys are on because um, you never know what's going to happen and I what's going to come out of you guys, and y'all get along so well. You oh, never yeah. fuss at each <laughs> other or anything <laughs> like that. So It's like a reality show. It is a reality show. <laughs> you know, you guys should be on television. Uh, no, 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 no. Yes, no. you could. Yeah, yeah no. you really should. No, no, no. All right. What's okay. going on in all well, the lives of last cast? We've had a bunch of birthdays uh, in July and August. Mm-hmm. Addie Bell, our special needs yes. child, turned 15. Unbelievable. On July the 8th. Yeah. She is amazing because the other day we were riding to get pizza, and I missed the turn. I said, Eddie Bell, you let me miss the turn. we got to go all the way around now. And we passed this place where I get my pedicures. I said, they're closed today. And I said, oh, that's right. They're not open on Monday. She said, no, Mimi, it's the 27th. I said, that's right. Did you look at your calendar this morning? She said, no, I've got a calendar in my head. Isn't that something? I mean, she knows. Yeah. She knows. They're blessed with special talents. They They are. are. They are. And I said, well, that's a good thing. Just yesterday, we were sitting at the table eating lunch, and she said, how old is Uncle Jay? I said, he's 53. She said, well, my daddy's 53. I said, that's right. But I said, uh, she said, when's his birthday? I said, September the 11th. She said, that's a Saturday. She said, that's probably a Saturday. Mimi went and looked it up, and it wasn't. It was a Friday, but it was close. But see, it's amazing yeah. how she can do that stuff. She could have picked. It blows my mind. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. They're just they're just amazing. That's yeah. why they're called special. Yeah. And then uh, Walton, her brother, that's two years younger than she is, he will turn 13 on August the 2nd. Ah. And it's you look back, and we kept these kids when they were born. Uh-huh. And... For one to be 13 and one to be 15, it just blows my mind. And then my grandson will be 23, Tyler, on August the 8th. Mm-hmm. And he and his uh, significant other are closing on their house today. Oh, wow. So, and uh, they're living in Woodbury. That's a, you know, Woodbury is, is, is like a step back in time, isn't it? It is in that they wanted a close-knit community and uh, they couldn't to be to be honest with their first home they couldn't afford rutherford county 
Oh, wow. I didn't realize that there was that much of a cost. Oh, it is. Uh, Oh, it is. Well, what they were looking for was like a starter home. And you mean kids do that now? They did. That's they the way wanted. we always did. Yeah. We did, too. And we're yeah. still living in our starter home, so we must still be starting. So we, we've never moved in 50 years. Did, 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 did the, uh, well, I was going to say, did the town of Las Casas buy your home for you? But they wouldn't have done that because you moved outside the last cash's <laughs> limits over into the Kittrell area. Well, LD found this house for us. Oh, did he? Because his parents lived right around the corner. And his brother. I didn't realize and his that. brother and sister. And he was familiar with the area. He would go visit relatives and he saw this house and property for sale. He told Larry about it and we went out there and we bought it. So. I love your place. Yeah, we do too, evidently. You know, we started there with two kids, and then we raised several. So at one point in time, it was full because my niece lived with with us. uh, Your sister? Sister lived with us, and they both worked at State Farm. And, you know, we were full there for a while with one bathroom. Then when everybody left, I decided I wanted my own bathroom, so I remodeled one bedroom. And I've got my bathroom, and he's got his. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it makes it nice when you've got your separate bathroom. <laughs> Y'all are such social people. <laughs> you, you you have to be around somebody all the time. We and, do. And, and, and you're, um, you're entertaining. I mean, well, both of you are very entertaining, and everybody likes to be around you. And, and well, I, I think that's special. We well, were, kids. We, we were, love to have kids around. Keeps we us young. Were, yeah. We were keeping rich. You got one more. Oh, yes. My brother, Henry, was born when I was 12. His birthday was July the 24th. Now, Henry would, how was Henry now? He's 67. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's and you hard never to called him Hank at all. It's always been Henry. Henry, Henry Lee. Henry Lee. Henry when, Lee. When all Mama right. was mad at him, it was Henry Lee. Yeah. You know, we they always had, had. We all had an extra name when, <laughs> it, when they were angry. When they oh, had yeah. the parrot that their daddy brought from Argentina, Venezuela, wherever, that would talk. When he wasn't cussing, the parrot wasn't cussing, he'd say, Henry Lee, Bobby Joe, and when the preacher would come, they'd have to throw a sheet over the cage to keep the parrot quiet. Yeah. It was Henry Lee. And my my good friend that I worked with for years, Carol Watterson, her birthday was on Henry's birthday, 724, and I wanted to wish her a happy birthday. I don't know if she, she lives in Manchester, mm-hmm. so maybe somebody will call and tell her. Well, what about the little man that had a birthday the last day of June? Last day of June, Ridge turned three. Now, how do you keep up with all these things? Uh, with, Addie well, tells us. Addie, <laughs> no, Addie she, tells us. In a Friday to Saturday or Monday or whatever. Yeah. She does. She tells yeah. us. But he turned three, and it's hard to believe that he's already three. But I was cutting watermelon out under the pavilion the other day, and I was using a scoop, a baller that mm-hmm. calls. Yeah. He thought that was the neatest thing that ever was to make balls out of that watermelon. He sat there at the picnic table and just watched me. I bet he'd eat a half a watermelon thinking he was eating balls. (laughs) Well, you you know, this time of year, I don't know what it is. Maybe we're driven. Maybe our body reacts to things as as time goes on in in a year. But there's something about I have been going to the store twice a week 
to buy melons. I, I mean, it's cantaloupes, watermelons, oh, and yeah. all that stuff. But I'm driven to it. And, you, and I can tell you what it'll do. It'll help you lose weight. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the only time of year you can get watermelon and cantaloupe fresh. Yeah. That'll taste like watermelon and cantaloupe, yeah. you know. Well, now, do you, do yeah. you like honeydew? I do. I, I can't acquire a taste for that. I've tried a couple of times. I, I can eat any type of uh, that type of a melon or whatever, a fruit. I, I just absolutely. There goes James Hamlin. That's right. He didn't, bring, like a, he didn't bring any uh, uh, tomatoes with him. I started morning. to bring one, but I figured he'd have some. Yeah. But that's all I've got this morning. But back to the starter homes. Um, Tyler and them couldn't find starter homes in Rutherford County. They were all big, bigger homes. And they lucked up on this subdivision in Woodbury. They had a starter home. Well, it's out of Woodbury. And it is small. And well, a their Wood. address is Bradeville. Yeah, but it's really at okay. Woodland. There's a community out towards Manchester called Woodland. has got a school, so that's that's where it is. There's something about being, as you grow together, I can remember Jackie and I, would we would go from one house to another to mm-hmm. a farmhouse, and, and each time we would take a step up. And, and we actually planned... Uh, for the time that we would be able to buy a larger home, of course we had uh, uh, Jason and Barry, so we, we had to. When you have teenagers and they're close to the same age, you kind of keep you want to keep them apart a oh, little no. bit. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't ever let them drive in the same car when they would go out. Well, you never would. No, uh-uh. no, no. It's like when we travel with our children in separate cars. I don't. I want them to leave at least thirty, forty minutes before I do. I don't like to follow my loved ones. Uh, we were very protective over the years, and I don't really know what caused it. I know Jackie, uh, she was especially, she did, she did not want me to let them ride together in a car when they were teenagers or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, that was uh, predetermined at our house because we only had one car, and if it would start, we had to go somewhere together. Yeah. You, Big Willie wasn't around back no, then? No, that was when I was in Kentucky. You know, oh. That was before the Big Willie time. Now, it, it's so funny. You were the principal of Last Gases for many, many years, and everybody loved you. They respected you. But it seemed like you've got something out of it, too, because when you have a special need over there at your home or whatever, you've got all kinds of talent that came out of the Last Gases School that can take care of everything that you need. I'm still close to every kid I ever had. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Nicky Bowen, well, he we, he goes up to the Amish settlement, take, kind of takes care of those Amish something, I go with him. Yeah. I mean, Tommy Carter, they, they, oh, Big Willie, uh, the 72 bunch, I go out to eat with them, and that was the last class. Yeah. And uh, they told me the other night, I said, do you realize that every kid you ever gave a diploma to is now on Social Security? I said, well, <laughs> hadn't thought about it, but you're right, they're all 65. Well, it makes wow. us. Wow. It makes you feel good that you're still alive to remember it that. It does. It does. And oh, they, and one more, one more birthday that I forgot about. He celebrated it this last Thursday night at Buster's. Mm-hmm. Jan's significant other, Terry Lehew, turned fifty. Oh, I thought Terry was a whole lot older than that. Well, everybody mm-hmm. does. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking about Pete. <laughs> well, one other thing. 
That's right. Daughter. Well, now, and he's got a twin brother, That's Carrie. That's what I was going to say. He's got a twin. Yeah, got a twin, he's, Carrie. He's yeah. 50 years old, too, isn't he? Yes, he, he is. is. <laughs> and uh, the town of Milton turned 200 years old last Saturday. And uh, they had a big to-do. I was, I left the square. You know I was going out there. Uh, and you're got... always going. So I was going, but after politicking for Hodge and Jones for two hours up on the square, I was give out. So now, I, I didn't get to go. But they had a good day. It was Howard Jones you were out there right. politicking Howard for. Jones. Yeah. Uh, school board. Yeah. And uh, say something about Jess Michael breaking his arm. We want to... Oh, yes. Atlanta and Philip Vaught, they're... Mm-hmm. Three-year-old? Two or three. Yeah, I didn't know they him. had one that young. Oh, yeah. yes. Jeff Michael, he's very active. Very active, and I don't know how it happened, but he broke his arm right here, the main bone. That's a bad place. Because she showed an x-ray on yeah. Facebook. What Was it a, was it a crack? or, or no, was it, it broke a... half in two, just like you oh, break a my stick. Oh, gosh. But yeah. it was in this arm. Well, I didn't remember which arm, but yeah. he, uh, they wouldn't let but one parent stay with him at uh, the hospital. Was it Vanderbilt? I think so. Vanderbilt okay. Children. And, and uh, Philip carried him down there because Elena was at the goat show with John Burrow. Yeah. And uh, so she was a little upset because she couldn't go in to see him, but, you know, and I would have been too. Yeah, but, but he's home recovering now, and... Uh, uh, they anticipate that things are going to be back to normal when they take that cast off. I'm sure that there's going to be some therapy. Yeah. With a bad. Be a break, lot, lot of the, therapy with, with that. With a break that bad. Yeah. But well, anyway. You I know, guess, y'all got a little item with you this morning that I have never seen. And it reads the sugar level in your body. And I think that's one of the best things ever invented. Without a doubt. It, it, goes, it goes, Well, if something goes just a little bit or whatever above or below what it's supposed to, it tells you. It alerts me. That's uh, amazing. And you wear a little sensor on the spines on the side, mm-hmm. on my belly, because that's where I got the most room, I guess. And uh, they got it set, if it goes over 300, it... Uh, alerts me which it was doing a while ago because they ate those pancakes for breakfast or if it gets down under 80 but you but you ate the sugar-free pancakes and it still well i ate sugar-free syrup syrup okay okay when it gets low is when it's dangerous and uh i went to the doctor monday and he asked me how i liked it i told him i loved it and he said well it's doing exactly what i wanted it to do he said you hadn't had a low since you put it on i said that's because this thing alerts me yeah. and i do something yeah. And if I if I didn't have it, I wouldn't know until I started sweating. But anyways, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I said, "Well, me too," because that's when your blood sugar gets low is when it's dangerous. You know, you'll conk out. Sometimes you don't unconk. Yeah, I can I can and verify that's that to me fact. Three times. But this, it's always it, food that does it, right? Well, well, no, or the lack of food or whatever. Well, lack of exercise too. Yeah. You know, you've exercise got controls exercise, sugar more than anything. Exercise and diet has to go hand in hand when you're a diabetic. Yeah, and uh, it's called a Dexcom, and uh, I love it because I'm a light sleeper, and once he takes his hearing aid out at night, he's deaf in the other ear anyway, so he can't hear. So it doesn't have any uh, movement. To yeah, it, it does, but I don't keep it in my pocket when I sleep. I've got it in my pocket now, so I could, it'll vibrate, too. Yeah. But, but uh, at night, it, 
he's got it laying on his bedside table and it beeps and wakes me up and I check it. And if it's low, I wake him up and tell him to go eat something. If it's high, I just check it and go back to bed because, you know. You saved him one time. Yes, I did. I, I saved Bless his life. Heart. But, I mean, only because when he came back to bed from using the restroom, he fell into the bed. And, I, and he didn't cover up. And I thought, something strange. One leg was hanging off the bed, and he was half on, half off. Mm-hmm. And I turned the light on, and I could tell by looking at him. He was having a low. And uh, at that time, I didn't know how to check his sugar because mm-hmm. the 911 operator asked me what it was. I said, I don't know. And she said, well, just mix up some orange juice with about three tablespoons of sugar mm-hmm. and see if he can swallow it. And I gave him a little bit, and he swallowed it. And so I gave him three glasses, I think, of orange juice. Wow. And he finally, finally started coming around, and, oh, he was sweating profusely. And couldn't talk. Couldn't talk. He was looking at me like, what are you doing? You're acting crazy. <laughs> and I was trying to get him to respond. And he, it's like your muscles are frozen. Your tongue is a muscle. And it's like your your muscles are frozen and he, he, couldn't, he could hear mm-hmm. just fine. And this is what's wild about it. He's deaf when he goes to bed. No hearing aid and he's deaf in the other ear already. Mm. But when he's having this low like this, he can hear a pin drop. That's wow. what's so strange. He heard everything in that room that was going on, even when the cops got there yeah. and the EMTs Law got there. Law enforcement got there, not he, cops. Yes, he heard everything. Yeah. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. And you could tell when he started coming around. It just takes a while. So, you know, if I hadn't have been there, if I'd been on a trip or... Whatever, he would have died because he didn't have enough sense to get to the phone, which is on my side of the bed. Uh, he just couldn't think. Yeah. It was kind of, when you said he couldn't think, it was kind of like when he was playing basketball and people were trying to get him to pass the ball. <laughs> uh, I, he, he, he could only function in one particular area that's right and that was to shoot i mean the 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 passion wasn't even a part of the well that was it was all about him (laughs) now now uh, since we're talking about basketball there's something going on at the university of kentucky that's right and rupp was one of the uh legends of basketball national basketball rupp was the big man uh, along with um, the John Indiana Wooden. head coach, John Wooden. Yeah. Adolph Rupp was probably, you know, he started all the winning the national championships and then Wooden took over. But, yeah. Uh, the group that wants to protest everything. Yeah. They're wanting to remove the name of Adolph Rupp from the gymnasium at the University of Kentucky because mm-hmm. they say he would not recruit minorities. Mm-hmm. Well, Adolph Rupp was a coach at the University of Kentucky way before integration. Yeah. And, you know, so that played a part. Mm-hmm. And uh, But anyway, that's the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard in my life. Well, you know, now, someone, you know, the, someone posted something about where over the years he did a lot for the minorities. 
Oh yeah. And they're they're forgetting about that. They're not. This group is not researching what they're destroying. They're trying to compare it with what goes on now to what went on back well, in the 30s and 40s. They're just protesting. They don't have a clue what they're protesting. Yeah. Uh, but now the. We did, most of us didn't have a clue about right. all the things that, that, well, that they're working Well, Adolph Rupp recruited the black players as early as anybody. Yeah. But he was unfortunate that the first one he rec- recruited uh, got convicted of rape. And then he, he straightened up and got out and got convicted again. So that will, that will sour you on somebody if they do that but, yeah. he, but that didn't stop him he still i mean golly you got uh, look all how, look how many Turpin. went pro and, and yeah. for yeah. him i mean they were tony Delp down here in west tennessee uh you know he, he recruited him yeah and i mean they were just they were just great well, players and, yeah uh, and another they, thing that these these riders they destroyed a $31 million housing complex that was being built for the disenfranchised I mean, this is for people with low income, homeless. They destroyed it. So what was the reasoning behind that? This would have helped the people that were disenfranchised. I can't understand why they're not researching some of this stuff. Well, they're nothing but criminals. We all know that. They're anarchists, and and, and they're out to, to do as much harm as they can because... One one reason is the media's out there oh, yeah. and they're on television twenty four hours I know. a day. We're paying too much attention yeah. to them. If if there was not media with their cameras that responded to those type situations, they wouldn't be out there to start with. But and, um, and you they, know, the penitentiary is where they belong. Yeah, and they, I saw them where they went broke into a, a high end dealership and set fire to all the new cars. Yeah. Now why? What's the reasoning behind that? There is no reason. No, I don't, no I don't reason. understand. Look, they've, they've got that destructive uh, uh, attitude, and, and uh, they're getting attention right now. And back, uh, they're, they're basically people that uh, probably most of them will have some type of criminal record or whatever. <laughs> it's the old adage, if I can't have it, I don't want you to have it. Yeah. And while we're on basketball, a uh, teammate of mine in Middle Tennessee, uh, still holds the record for the most points and rebounds in the game over there. Mike Milhall, he's having some some bad times right now. He's in the hospital down in a rehab down in West Tennessee. He mm-hmm. fell and broke some ribs. He got the coronavirus while he was in the rehab, and Bless now his, his wife's got it. But uh, according he's, to another teammate, Ray Kemp, he talked to him, and Mike's getting better. Mm-hmm. But he's a big, strong dude when we were playing ball. So he'll he he's. Uh, He's kicked a lot of stuff in the last three or four years. So uh, Mike will get over it, but uh, we're remembering Mike uh, every chance we get because he's a good guy. And his wife, Mm -hmm. Sherry, got the virus too. She was in a hospital and he was in rehab. So, you know, we've got to pray for both of them because she was his caregiver and he's practically bedridden now. He's just had a multitude of health issues. And on top of all of this, he's got the virus. You know, so. what, what is it about being uh, in sports at, at a high level, which you were, Larry? What is it about you guys never forget the friends that you have had, and you follow up on that no matter what goes on? We do, and, and uh, it was just 
of the type of guys that we were. Uh, we loved each other when we played. We took care of each other. And uh, we still do that. Yeah. And uh, now we're getting old. You know, we've already had one Billy Martin died. Of course, Dan Midget died. And uh, Dan's but, been gone a long uh, time. He has, but he was he was a trooper. Yes, he was. And, uh, so we so we've just stayed close, and we all get together when they have the Legends Weekend. You know, we didn't get to have one at the right time last year. Yeah. But, uh, uh, we'll we'll be back. And, uh, now the legends. Who all is included in that? Anybody, group? anybody that play lettered in basketball at MTSU. Okay. Anybody. And uh, now we get together. The class of '64, which was my last year, uh, we get together at, at Greg Samuel's house, and uh, we eat and wise morning stuff, and then we go to the game, and then we get together after the game, and Jim Simpson takes care of us, you know, is our host while they're here. And uh, it's just a good weekend for us. You know, it's good that, and, and that's one of the better parts of MTSU, is how you guys look a- after each other, all of those that were in sports or, or whatever. And Jim has been a major part of he that has. for many, He's, many years. He knows everybody that ever walked on Middle Tennessee campus and played sports. I don't care what sport it was. He knows yeah. everybody. He amazes me. And uh, while we're at it, this year's uh, Hall of Fame class, mm-hmm. uh, we got uh, Bryce Brintz, who is married to a local girl, Anne-Marie Lanning, and he's going into the Hall of Fame for baseball. You think she'll ever come back and coach? No. Anne-Marie? No, I don't think she will. Oh, uh, my goodness. They've got that, two she, children. She had yeah. such a great head on her Oh, yeah, she did. And uh, then we got Clay Snellgrove. He played baseball. He's there. And we got Alicia Clark. Mm-hmm. basketball player uh then we got another women's basketball player i can't remember uh, that child's well, name you can look it up but then uh uh got a football player but it's a good class and i thought when i saw the class i thought ann marie lanning will be in the hall of fame one of these years she sure it should take, be it should may take like it did me it may take 50 years but she'll mm-hmm. be there but wouldn't it have been nice if she could have gone in this year with her husband bryce that would have been the first yeah. time that it ever happened. Wow. But uh, that, that would have been great. But yeah. she'll be there. She'll be there one of these Does days. Does Alicia still play for Seattle? Is that where she played? Alicia Clark, yes. Yeah. She's still playing. Okay. For Seattle Storm. Uh, and I saw where Chrissy Gibbons finally retired from pro baseball. She's an MTSU girl. Chelsea Lyman. Chelsea Lyman's got the Laverne girls coaching job. And uh, she'll be a good one because she was a coach on the floor when she played over there. Yeah, you were telling me this morning yeah. that she's going to be you out there. You can remember her. Heard. Yeah. She was, God, I remember when she hurt her knee, we thought the world had come to an end. Tommy <laughs> John fixed her back up. Oh, you miss my buddy. Yeah, I do too. Oh, my gosh. Um, some of the things that you are able to relate to, how, how, you're like a dictionary. You, you're always bringing up these names of, of people. How do you follow them? I, I mean, it, it, it's like uh, um, I, 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 it's not like listening to a sports show on ESPN because I can't stand. It, that's the only part of sports I can't stand. Is, is, is those he reminds groups. me of Addy recalling all of this stuff he's yeah. he's special needs yeah i try not to <laughs> if, cloud. You, if you were if you had your own television sports show uh, worldwide worldwide 
you would be the most listened to and the most watched of any person I have ever seen because they have completely poisoned the thoughts of people who watch well, sports. Events. I agree with that last part. Now, the first part I have my doubts about, but I try not to clutter my mind with stuff that's not important. Yeah. Now, <laughs> sports is important to me and the kids I had in school. So I remember that, and I may not remember where I parked my car at Walmart, but yeah. I can remember that. And it's, people always say, how do you remember? Do I don't know. I, I just do it. I was watching the Braves play. Uh, I've, I've watched them every one of their games in – Every one of the players were standing for the national anthem. Yeah. It, it, it was pretty solid with me. And I don't know why I have gotten so um, angry. But if anybody, any team, NFL, I will not watch another NFL game as long as I say. The NBA, I will not watch any of that. They don't realize how they are separating uh uh, the people's love for sports and the love for our country. And, and, and when you've got these people that, that have their own particular agendas, see, I, I won't watch most of the news stations. I won't watch any of it. I will not watch anything on ESPN. Uh, they've got that Fox n- network where I can watch the Braves and, and things like that. But nobody seems to be standing up against all this stuff that they're trying to poison our country with. Yeah. I don't understand why we're not making a stand, but you're yeah. right. It's, it's ruining everything. And we were trying to think, we were talking about in pro basketball back in the area when I played in, you know, Monk. Yeah. And uh, I said back then the you had to play for the pro team that was in your area of where you went to college. See, I didn't even realize yeah, that until you that, mentioned and it. And the, the MTSU was zoned to the St. Louis Hawks. Okay. And if I wanted to play pro basketball, I'd have had to beat out the boy from uh, LSU. We couldn't think of his name. Bob Pettit. Yeah. Cliff Hagen, Clyde Lavellet, Cy Hugo Green. And I thought, there's no need of me even going. You know, I'll just stay here at Last Cassis and Coach, you know. And then the, the Globetrotters came by with an offer, which would have been a great job. And then I told you had been playing for the what? The Washington Nationals, Wa- Generals, Washington Generals. And, yeah, uh, well, General. I told him when he said he was with the Globetrotters, I said, "Well, you might want to move over in this light, let this light shine on me, and you'll see that I don't qualify." He said, "No, we take a team to play against the Globetrotters." Yeah. And everybody on that team has a specialty. Well, Coach Tricky had told me because he played with them for a while. And they said, we want you to shoot the shot. I said, well, I can do that. And uh, I said, how much money? You didn't, you didn't have to pass the ball. That, <laughs> no, they didn't good. want me to. Yeah, all well, right. Suited me fine. Yeah. And uh, they, I, I said, how much money are we talking about? Now, this was in 1964. Mm-hmm. They said, we'll pay you $10,000 a year and pay all your expenses. I mean, they went all over the country. They only had one team back then. Can you imagine? I, I was st- making $70 a month in the military there at that you go. time. And I started out teaching for 3800 a year, so <laughs> that's how big a pay cut I took. But I said, no, it's just, you know, I, I'm married, and I'm going to start a family, and I need to be here. So, uh, But anyway, that was, uh, you know, that was back in the day. And yeah. We're talking about Bob Cousy. We're talking about Clyde LaVellet. We're talking about Bob Pettit, uh, uh, the doctor. Dr. J, now he started out in the ABA. Yeah, he, and, uh, he's way uh, after oh, that. Oh, yeah, and then he would come to Memphis 
and Dick Palmer was doing the games on the radio for the for the Memphis Grizzlies back then. And so, uh, you know, then he had the boy from West Virginia. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't look at me. I can't. What, think. what are you here for? You got the most <laughs> of that. Actually, uh, he he was a what one of the owners of maybe the, some of uh, our. He's list. the general manager of the. Lakers. That's who he yeah, played for. Yeah, yeah. Jerry West. Jerry West. And then he also was a general manager of the Grizzlies at one time. And uh, my buddy that I played junior college ball with from Arkansas, uh, my our old coach owned a Cadillac dealership in Memphis. He helped get the Grizzlies in there because those players drive Cadillac Escalades and yeah. Bud Davis won't sell them one. So he had some pretty good tickets. <laughs> so we would get his tickets and go to the game and we sat right behind Jerry West when he was a general manager. And uh, we thought we was a tall cotton boy. And we were. We were. You would have been if you had Bill Russell there. Well, yeah. Well, I that mean, was my goodness. Bill Russell. Uh, Bill Russell was one of the more fantastic athletes. And, and, and you talk about where they would come from from college. I'm pretty sure that Bill Russell came from San Francisco. That's exactly I think, where he I came think from. He, I think he played there. And uh, he was just he was heads and shoulders above anybody else he playing was. the game back he then. Was. And Bill, then, Bill, uh, uh, the um, all of the, the the big center, Wilt, uh, Wilt, Wilt the Chamberlain. Steel Chamberlain, couldn't he couldn't do anything uh, against Russell, Russell was the only one that could handle Wilt. Wilt yeah. came from Kansas. He yeah. went to school to Kansas, but you know those were the days when the players were there because they wanted to be there. Yeah, and it's not that way anymore. It was a game. Uh, just like baseball was a game for young people, you're still a young kid when you're playing baseball, and now it's become a, a business. Yeah. and it's it's hard can, to relate to that. I can remember uh, LDAG, Norris Lover, and Ray Hughes, a bunch of us. We'd go to Cincinnati to the ball game. Pete Rose, he would come down to the restaurant we our hotel where we eat breakfast every morning. He ate there every morning, and yeah. we'd sit and talk to him just like. You know, he was one of us. Yeah. And but boy, when he got on the field, you knew who was who was in charge. Pete Rose. I've never seen anybody put out as much energy me, as Pete uh, Rose did. On the, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's I don't no care what anybody said. His and one my favorite player of all time was Willie Mace. And yours was Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle, and I understand. They were the two greatest center fielders that ever played the game. We were in Cincinnati, and they were playing the Giants. And Pete Rose brought Willie Mays to breakfast with him. Ah, uh, man, I like to have a heart attack. But and we were we were afraid to go over there, but we finally got up enough nerve and went over there to talk to them. And they talked to us just like you know regular folks. Yeah, but, and they were back then. I wish it was still that way. I do too. And I can remember when Willie Mays they made his salary a hundred thousand dollars. The Yankees said, you ain't going to make more than our mix, so they paid him 101000 <laughs> But uh, that's the way it was. It was was Babe good. Ruth the first one to make 100000 No, Willie Mays was. I, well, was he the I first don't think one? Babe ever made that much. That was unbelievable. Yeah. You, you, know, you know, for some reason, the star doesn't shine on you as much as each era comes up. Uh, I mean, how many people will say Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player that ever lived? I don't think anybody. I, we heard it for, for years, but unfortunately, the sports as it is now, it's only about what's going on at this time. That's right. The other people are just completely forgotten. People remember the Yankees in 1961 
when Roger Maris hit 61 home runs. Mickey Mantle hit 57. Yeah, and, and he was bleeding in his leg right. the whole time. And Maris, Roger Maris never got the publicity that he deserved no. because of Mickey. And Mickey was the golden boy, and I understand that. He took DiMaggio's place. I understand that. But Roger Maris deserved a lot more than he got. And he was the enemy. Yeah. Because the Yankee fans did not want anybody to break that record That's except right. for Mickey That's Mantle. right. And Mick, Mick would have done it, I think, that year, too, if he hadn't been hurt. But I saw a special on Yeah, the, uh, 1956, he won the Triple Crown. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. I mean, it, nobody's I even close to him. I don't him. think that's ever happened. But I saw a special on uh, McGuire and uh, the ball from the Cubs that had that home run race, you know. And Sosa. What, uh, huh? Sammy Sosa. 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 And when uh, – McGuire broke the record. The May the Maris family was there, and his son looked just like him. And McGuire jumped over the railing, went up there, and shook hands with him. And I thought, buddy, that's classy. That's classy. Yeah, except for the fact that um, they were on steroids. Well, and and if you look at them after they started taking steroids, they didn't even look like the same person. Well, you take steroids and growth improvements and things. Out of sports, you don't have sports like it used to be. Now, that era when they were taking steroids, if they were taking them, uh, and some, don't of, even say some of them have said, yes, we took them, yeah. uh, was, was, obvious. was the best time to watch baseball. And I don't agree. Well, I, I don't. If anybody does not belong in the Hall of Fame, it's those people that were taking the steroids. I, I, I really do have a problem with it. Yeah. It, 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 you need to earn what you get, and it, and when you're doing that, it, it's it's like you're um, not even utilizing what the God-given gifts. That and I you wonder how given. many of those players have health issues down the line later on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder how many in the Hall of Fame were taking steroids and nobody knew it. Well, before that. There were no steroids to well, be used, so okay. they really didn't have that particular uh, option back in those days. You think Mantle would have been on steroids? If they'd have been here, he would have. I don't think so. Because he was hurt. That's when they start that stuff. Mm -hmm. When they get hurt, they have some recover. What was the biggest thing that you ever saw? What drew you to Willie Mays? I thought he was the best player in baseball. But there was some one instant that oh, caught attention to everybody's the throw uh, from center field. Yeah, but it wasn't just the throw; it was the catch. Oh yeah, he was running away from uh, where the hitter had hit the ball. Oh yeah, and, and it just dropped right in his hands. It just it that, just floated. They right showed in. that a dozen times on one of the specials I was watching the other night. And they it came up because they were talking about how many good right fielders the Pirates have had, Roberto Clemente yeah, they and had all some that. great but, ones. But they said the people, they talk about the great catches he made and the throws he made to third, which is the hardest throw in baseball. And uh, they, they, they said, you know, but people don't see that as much as they think about the catch that Willie Mays made. And, and, and let me tell you about Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle were considered the two greatest center fielders right. that ever played. And, and they, could do, they could do it all. But when they first came up to play, both of them almost were sent back down right. to, to the minors because they couldn't hit and they were having trouble just doing everything. Yeah. And, and it just took 
the managers uh, of of the Yankees and the and the Giants to take hold of them and get them back going and and uh, and that's all they needed. That yeah. they the only thing that they needed was they needed support for. Uh, uh, Playing baseball and baseball is not an easy game it's to not. play, and that's the old saying they've used it on TV all the time when about these uh, service dogs. Yeah, said the only thing better than getting a second chance is giving one. Yeah. So if Mays and Mantle, if somebody hadn't have believed in them, you know they would have probably been back in the mind. Hank Aaron's another. One. You know, he came up and he was batted cross handed, but uh, somebody saw some talent there, and the whole. Uh, you know, the, the the black league, the Negro league, they yeah. called it back yeah. then. Boy, you're talking about some players. Yeah. Now, they had some players. Uh, what was the pitcher? Satchel Page. Satchel Page. Satch. I love to hear him talk. Satch said, oh, don't my look goodness. back. Somebody might be gaining on yeah. you. <laughs> or or, or the, when you would have brothers, uh, Dizzy and Dean, Paul. Uh, yeah. And uh, 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 Paul pitched a no-hitter, and Dizzy pitched a one-hitter. And he said, if I'd known Paul was going to pitch a no-hitter, I would have done yeah. that too. Who's, who's pitching today, Diz? Me and Paul. It had a personality. Baseball really did have a personality. Yeah, and you then. know, those kids, Dizzy Dean and that bunch back, they had no education. No. They were raised up in the cotton fields in Mississippi and wherever, and they learned to uh, throw by throwing clods and stuff and dirt, but uh, they, they could play the game. I would watch the game of the day, or, or it would be on a Saturday, yeah. and Dizzy Dean would call it. Pee Wee Reese. Yeah, and Pee Wee Reese. But actually, there was one before Pee Wee Reese. But uh, I, I would sit there, and it would be the most fun I could ever have. But just by listening to how he would pronounce some of the oh, words. Yeah. And I, I think the teachers' union were after him uh, at one time he, because he his English that. was pretty bad. He did a lot of that on purpose. Yeah. Well, know. and Yogi Berra. I oh, love to Yogi hear Berra. him in those Affleck commercials. Yeah. They yeah. were so funny. Yeah. Well, we had a, a retired major league umpire come to our – be old timers speak one time, and he mm-hmm. told a story on Yogi Bear, which I thought was pretty good. Yogi went to a big a hotel in New York. One of it had those revolving doors, and he got an award there, and they gave him a, a small grandfather clock as his trophy. Mm-hmm. Well, when he started to leave, him and a drunk got tangled up in that <laughs> revolving door. And they got out, and Willie said, if you hadn't have been drunk, we wouldn't have got tangled up. And the dunk said, well, if you'd wear a wristwatch like everybody else, it would have got. So that's, that was Yogi. Yeah, yeah. Baseball, I mean, they had their own personalities, yeah. and, and, and that was part of the, the, the draw there. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Larry and Bobby Stewart. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5-101.9, AM 14:50, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. This portion of The Truman Show brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lays or Cheetos? What about regular MMs for just a dollar? A few of the handful of sweet deals you can find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised at how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And you can uh, download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points 
toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app available for both iPhone and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. Jeffs, 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 Jeffs. This is John Sowell informing you that Jeffs Restaurant at 467 South Hancock Street will reopen seven days a week on Friday, July the 31st for carryout and call-in orders only. Hours are 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. serving 16 vegetables, 17 meats, and many desserts. Face mask and social distancing is required. There's no place you'd rather be than in Mercersburg, Tennessee with the Sow Brothers for real home cooking. Phone 615-867-2164. Tell them Dad sent you. Buying and selling a home can be stressful. That's why it's important to work with somebody who cares. Are you looking to make a purchase this year? Maybe your home has just gotten too small. Or maybe the upkeep and all of the upgrades that are necessary are just beyond your scope. Maybe you'd rather just leave it behind and move into something newer. I've got solutions for you. I want to be the first person you call to get help, suggestions, ideas, and the advice that you need to make the correct real estate decision. Mary Catherine Hughes, sold by MK, powered by EXP Realty. We're discussing the great city we live in with Councilman Eddie Smotherman. Eddie, what do you like most about our city? I'm proud of the diversity our city has. Our great schools, our parks, our strong economy, our health services, and our historic downtown. From the Miracle Field to Main Street, from the Greenway to the Gateway, I love our city. Paid for by friends of Eddie Smotherman for City Council. Eddie Smotherman, Treasurer. I'm Eddie Smotherman, and I'd appreciate your vote for Murfreesboro City Council. Save big this weekend at French's Tax-Free Weekend Sale. The famous bargain racks are overflowing with deals on all the top brands. Get an unbeatable 50% off most box sandals. Plus, every pair of rack shoes and sandals priced $29.99 and below are now half price. Hurry to French's Tax-Free Weekend Sale for the best deals in town. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential. They're open. They're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Governor Bill Lee is issuing an executive order allowing contact sports in schools to begin on time despite the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. Among the sports impacted by the order are football and girls' soccer. Activities for contact sports will begin August 3rd. COVID-19 sports regulations from the TSSAA include temperature checks for coaches and players before each practice. And while we're on the subject of sports, Frisbee golf is growing in popularity. Thomas Laird with the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department explains. There are guys that made a little over $80,000 a year last year. So there are traveling pros. Uh, there's more and more tournaments. I know when I first started 15, 20 years ago, you had to uh, coordinate your tournaments so that you didn't have two tournaments within 500 miles apart. So everybody would have a chance to go. And now they've reduced that down to about a 150-mile radius. Laird says the COVID-19 pandemic has actually spurred more people to pick up the sport of disc golf, as it's a game where social distancing is not an issue. Two men suspected of dealing heroin in Nashville and Cheatham County are now facing charges in both jurisdictions. 
41-year-old Pokarian Prim and 29-year-old Rotez McNeil are in jail in Ashland City accused of drug dealing. Along with the suspects, police say they found 33 grams of heroin, two rifles, two pistols, and more than 30 grand in cash, believed to be the proceeds from heroin sales. Socialize with us on social media. Log on to Facebook.com slash WGNS Radio and click the like button. And remember, when news breaks, we tweet it. Just follow us at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. You have such great people working here. Would you want to do anything else? No, sir. I love coming to work every day. I love this. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. We listen to the gossip that's going on at every other table. We're able to keep up with all the things that go on in Murfreesboro. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. Hi, I'm Claire Maxwell. As a mother, educator, and community leader, I'm running for Rutherford County School Board to be your voice of fairness and equality. From volunteering at our schools to helping raise $5 million for the construction of the Fisher House or helping start a special needs camp at Discovery Center, you can say that I care and I will work hard to get things done. If you want different results, make a different choice by voting for Claire Maxwell for Rutherford County School Board Zone 5. Early voting starts July 17th through August 1st and Election Day is August 6th. Paid for by Claire Maxwell for Rutherford County School Board Zone 5, Austin Maxwell Treasurer. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see periods of showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy skies high in the mid-80s. Winds out of the southwest around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 79. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. News Radio WGNS Murfreesboro. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Larry and Bobby Stewart. Now, one of y'all said you you had something to say. I was what? just going to uh, I was gonna talk about my grandbaby, great-grand. I, got I a, have no greats. We got two. Uh-huh. Uh, Aya texted us and said we've been talking to Miles about what he wants to do this school sh- school year. Mm-hmm. He said he wants to get in play basketball and get in the 4-H club. Now he's just going into kindergarten, mm-hmm. so it looks like he's going to be a true Steward basketball and 4-H. Because well, his get mother, better than that. I know, because no, Aya, his mother, was big in 4-H, big mm-hmm. in at Kimberly. Aya's little sister, Yeah, she just graduated, and she was big in 4-H, so. She'll be starting to college in about a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're excited. I tell you what, you talk about 4-H, MTSU has a great 4-H. Oh, yes. They do. Yes. They do. 
Uh, well, FFA and 4-H, you know, both of them are, are great programs. Yeah. I was privileged to get be involved with both of them when I was in high school. Because everybody lived on a farm when we grew, where we grew up. And so you, you had you, you could have a project of a cow. And the FFA advisor would come to your house yeah. and check on them for you. And, of course, he'd always get a... As we called it, a mess of roast nears out of the garden while it was there. He made sure that the garden was in when he'd come to our house. And, mm-hmm. uh, but well, we were talking about baseball, and in 1956, mm-hmm. we got our first TV. And those old TVs, when you changed the channel and you didn't get but two, yeah. you had to adjust that. We got that. one they first started well, here. You had to adjust that fine-tuning on it and go out and turn the antenna or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, the Yankees were playing on TV, and my daddy was a great Yankee fan. He couldn't get the TV going. So he came up to the school, which is about a half a mile, and he told the principal, said, I need Larry to come home and help me do something. Well, I thought it was some kind of farm chore. He came and got me, and I said, what are we going to do, Daddy? He said, I want you to fix that dang TV so I can watch the Yankees. So I got it going, and he let me sit there and watch it, and we got to watch Don Larson Mm -hmm. pitch the perfect game. The only one ever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, no. There's been in the World Series. Yeah. There's there's been some perfect games since, but he's on. It's the only one in the World Series yeah, ever. That's yes. right. Yeah. That's, but he, anyway, I got to watch. It. Thanks to my daddy, couldn't operate the TV, <laughs> so I got to watch. It. Never did get to go back to school that day, but it, it wasn't important to me because I had seen history in the man. And I knew at the time that man, this is something. That you just don't Who see ran every day. and jumped in his Yogi arm. Barrow was That's a right. catcher. Yeah. <laughs> he ran and jumped in, and, and it was, there were some good plays made behind him, I'll say that, but he, 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 he was in control. Yeah. There are certain things that happen. Of course, they're just unbelievable, just perfect type things, like a perfect game like that. But there's so many things. It's like we were talking about Willie Mays when he was running away from uh, the, the, the uh, hitter and he made that uh, over-the-shoulder catch and then turned around and, and, and threw that ball. But one of the things, I don't know why Yogi seems to be a part of a lot of these things that I remember, but Jackie Robinson was stealing home play. Uh, Yogi was standing there with the ball waiting for him to slide. He tagged him out about three feet away from home plate, and Jackie Robinson was considered safe. I can still see that play, and and I hate all these reruns they do. I mean, you know, that was part of the game back then. And and, and the the umpires, uh, he made a bad call for whatever reason. I don't even know why. But I still remember it today. And when, when you take that little bit of a, a, of a thing that, that we got used to, it, it, it's hard for me to – they want to uh, shorten the game. Well, they can shorten the game, but I take these televisions out of there and, and yeah, the, the replays and, yeah. and all the things that they've got going on. But they're just, it's – Money is absolutely distorting yeah. everything. Well, I saw on TV and Mookie Betts from Nashville. Yeah, and he's, now he's playing with the Dodgers. But they had a, a clip on him making a catch, and he made a catch and fell over the fence mm-hmm. and dropped the ball. You could see it on the, on the the camera. Mm-hmm. It took them fifteen minutes to decide 
that that was a home run and not out. And I thought, well, right there is part of your problem. You know, I mean, I could see it in 10 seconds. Well, no, it's safe. It's a home run. But yeah. it's money. It's money. It is money. You going, Bobby? I've got errands to run. Thank you very much for coming. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Y'all have a good day. All right. Thank you. It's hard for people like us to adjust to things, isn't it? Yeah. It's Well, talking about Willie Mays, uh, I saw him hit an inside-the-park home run in Atlanta mm-hmm. when they first moved to Atlanta. What he did, he hit one to right center, and he was so fast that when uh, Hank Aaron reached down to pick the ball up, he got some cinders from the track. He had to drop the ball to get rid of the cinders, and that was just <laughs> enough. Uh, Willie got an inside-the-park home run, and you don't hear that much either. You know, Hank Aaron was a great ball player, but he was never really considered a power hitter. He was a line drive. I mean, he could hit a line drive through anything. But I was watching him last night and uh, listened to how he was relating to the game, how it is, and things like that. And I love to hear the old-timers talk from their particular uh, feelings about the game when he played the game and the game that's being played now. I, I remember uh, you had you had a third baseman when the the Braves first came here that was a power hitter. Yes, he was. But uh, but Hank Aaron, it, it just seemed like he he was uh, um, kind of like uh, the shortstop. It, it played for the Chicago Cubs. Ernie Banks. Yep. They're they're very similar in how they played the game, but they had a love for the game. Because you remember, did. Ernie Banks would always say, "I want to play two every day. Yeah. I don't want to just play one game. I want to play two games." And they played, and, every and they day. loved it. They absolutely yeah. loved it. And but, you didn't hear of separated shoulders and no. stuff like that back in. I mean, they played hurt, yeah. and we knew that, but, you know, that was their job. I, yeah. I went to school a lot of times when I didn't feel like going, but that was my job. Yeah. And, uh, so it's just, you know, that's just days gone by, I guess, Truman. If you had something to change as far as the educational process that's going on right now, uh, you had the perfect situation, I think, because you were at last Cass's, you were at a, a, a county school. You had county people that uh, were part of your school, and you've watched them grow up, and you've watched them in their particular career. Um, why were you able to follow them like you did? Well, one reason, because I wanted to. Yeah. And they were just like my own children. Yeah. And uh, I want to applaud the school board for doing what I think is the right thing Tuesday night, saying, hey, we're going back to school. With teachers. I was very uh, impressed with yeah, them. Yeah, well, I was too. And, you know, they'll do the right thing. And, you know, we've got to get around all this shutting stuff down. That's mm. not good for this country. And, you know, it's never happened before. I went through the polio epidemic, and we didn't shut anything down. We had. This, I actually got it. We had the swine flu epidemic, yeah. you know, about 10 years ago or something. We didn't shut everything down. And uh, it's just like we. I, I tell my teachers – a teacher is a fool if they keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Yeah. That's exactly what we're doing with this virus right now. We're doing the same thing, and it's getting worse or whatever. It's not getting better. Well, let's do something else, and that is get your butt back to school where these kids can get an education. And, you know, yeah. 
They need it, especially our Addie. She really needs some structure. Uh, it is the um, terror that's coming from this particular disease and the way it's approached and in, in the media sends it back to us. Is that a major part of uh, what's happening in such a negative way right yeah, now? Yeah, I, I think the media is, is 90% behind everything that happens negative. Uh, uh, for instance... Last, was it last week when it was the uh, anniversary of the Vietnam War? Mm-hmm. Did you hear anything about it on TV? No, no didn't hear a word about it. No. Now, that was important in our day yeah. because a lot of kids, their senior trip was to Vietnam. Yeah. And uh, that, that wasn't pleasant, but it was, you know, you, it was, you, had, you did it because you loved your country. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, I don't know why. We, we need to promote the veterans more than we do, and thank God for them. Yeah, I, I still think about those particular days, and, and uh, you know, we lost a number of really great people we did. here from Rutherford County during that particular war, and, uh, and I'm not going to say anything bad against that war because... We were supporting a really great bunch of people we over in, in South Vietnam, and, uh, and unfortunately, they were the, the biggest victims out of it all. And if we can't go over there and, and support, um, you know, people who were, were very similar to us yeah. as far as, as a desire for their freedoms and things like that. It's not like going over in, in, into Yemen, Yemen or Yemen or whatever the heck it is, uh, and, and where they hate us. I mean, the, the, the South Vietnam, Vietnamese people loved us, and, and like the South Koreans loved us. But you, 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 have to, you have to separate what you see today with you have those rules of engagement and, and uh they're just out to destroy it's it's just like what we see yemen i have a hard time separating the attitudes that they had as far as what's going on in portland oregon and seattle washington and and it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i I was listening to the mayor of chicago this morning and she was saying it's it's not people in chicago's fault of all the the uh, uh, uproar that's going on in Chicago is people who are coming into Chicago bringing guns. Well, now, how ridiculous. I, I mean, these people don't seem to have a, a thought in their head. I, yeah, I don't know of anybody that would want to go to Chicago at this, right at this time. I don't, and, you know, I don't want to go outside the state of Tennessee. Well, I'm like Big Willie. I hadn't been out of Rutherford County in 20 years, but uh, that's, uh, it's ridiculous what's yeah. happening. And we're rewarding them. Yeah. It seemed like instead of punishing them. Yeah. And now if you and I go up here and, and break into Ford Motor dealership over here and, and take a car, well, we'll be in the penitentiary the next day. Yeah. But they can do it. No consequences. We need. I, I do want to thank uh, Big Willie for fixing Regina's lawnmower because, uh, I mean, it was almost in perfect condition when he got well, it. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. there, there there wasn't anything clogged up in it. Uh-uh. <laughs> he, he told me he had to clean it up before he could see the lawnmower. <laughs> well, but he's a good one. Yes, he's he a is. Good one. Yes, he is. And, uh, and I'm sure Regina's like me. She's glad to have him. 
Everybody's glad to see oh, Big yeah. Willie coming. Oh, yeah. All right. And we, I thoroughly enjoyed it, Larry. Me too, We, we had a lot of fun. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9, and we will be talking about the city schools tomorrow, and uh, we'll have Butch Campbell on. See you then. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com.